Yo, is this seat taken? Uh, yeah, it is. week the seat is taken by Jasmine Santiago. She is a industry veteran, mother of two. One is a child, one is a cat. Yes. And a Gemini queen. It me. It you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, and I kind of walked up to you at work when you were working the other night, I was like, what if we did an episode on identity politics? Because I feel like people need to hear about it. I feel like people love to get lost in identity politics a lot. And, yeah. That's true, yeah. I mean, like, I can talk about identity politics, but I am a white woman. Yeah, Yeah, there's so many levels to it, truly. Um, And there's ways in which that, like, certain people can't relate to other people. I know I'm a person of color. I'm Dominican and I'm black. Mm Mm-hmm. So I see the world through, like, my set of glasses. Yeah. And I do see injustices and whatnot, and I see, like, how the world around me reacts to me. Yeah. But I'm also dating a dark-skinned black man with dreads mm-hmm. living in the city of Chicago, and it's very segregated. So, and we live on the north side. Yeah. And I also see how, like, people perceive him at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to kind of remove my glasses to be like, oh, this is my reality. This is how like I look at yeah. things. Because I do have light skin privilege. And if my yeah. hair is straight, then I'm looked at it this way. Or like, yeah. I'm just, there are ways in which that some people feel like more comfortable around me than they do around him. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird. It's like weird to like be very, like not weird but it's interesting to be like very cognizant of who you are and like your identity and like yeah how you can walk through the world and not see what somebody else is going through totally. or like what somebody else may be perceived as yeah so it's, of course yeah well then there's like the other side of the coin um with identity politics which is like not cute at all and it like the reason why we have like Lori Lightfoot in yeah like a mirror chair for example it's like everyone's like oh she is a lesbian black woman she's gonna do great things it's like no yeah like no like no you know what I mean like not all people of color not all queer people are like there for the cause like yeah you can't just like put a stamp on them and be like oh you're a good person yeah just because you identify in whatever marginalized community you mm-hmm. identify with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people have, people can also be problematic. There's a lot of, like, internalized racism or internalized misogyny that occurs within those marginalized groups. Yeah, all the time. And they can project that. All and the time. if they're in positions of power to act upon it, then, like, well, fuck. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, like, my number... My number one, like, example of that is... Uh, like queer cis white men oh. and they're like yeah. <laughs> they will choose their like white male privilege over their queerness before like anything yeah truly yeah it's, and it's frustrating it is like I was in um, I was in Boys Town during 
Pride Fest. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I'm like, all right, well, okay, this is Pride Fest. Like, why are you being weird? Yeah. We walked into a, um, a bar that was, you could tell from the atmosphere, this is <laughs> for the gay men. Yeah. Like, there are no girls allowed. Yeah. And went to the bathroom, came out, um, and it was a group full of girls. It was three, three girls, and one person in the group was a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked to the bar because I was like, oh, I'll get us all shots, mm-hmm. and then we can dip because the person that we were with, the gay man that we were with, realized, oh. Oh, this isn't like a safe space for, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, for you guys. And you will... All three of you seem very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I tried to go to the bar, tried to get a drink. Bartenders ignored me, which I was like, okay, like this isn't for me. Yeah. So he then went to the bar and went and got a drink. And um, a guy bumped into me, and he immediately said, oh, excuse me, ma'am, or whatever you are. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, What? I'm cisgender. I'm not, I wouldn't be offended if somebody thought I was trans. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But, like, why would you deliver in that way? Yeah. It was so alarming that I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm out this bitch, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? It was so aggressive. Yeah. And, like... Like, shouldn't you be for all people in the queer community? Yeah. Like... Or whatever you are. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. That part was so, like... (laughs) I was like, even if I were trans, like... Why would you say that to somebody? Yeah. Like, especially a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Like, to make them feel like a yeah. object or yeah. like a... Like a, someone that doesn't belong or like yeah. an outsider, really? Yeah. Ugh. I was like, oh, hon. I'm oh. out. <laughs> There's definitely different levels to it, right? So you have, like, like the cis white queer men that are like, oh, I'm queer. Like, I'm a good person. And then you have, like, the queer white woman. They're like, oh, I'm queer. I'm a good person. And then there's, I I think I, I don't know if you saw this, but I, Mm -hmm. it was a tweet and I posted it not that long ago. And it was like, white women don't even like to talk or like do the good fight for anti-racism. They just say that they're non-binary. Oh, <laughs> I did see that. That makes me chuckle. And it's like, oh, I know so many fucking that makes me chuckle. white non-binary that were born women that are just like, eh, I'm non-binary. Yeah. It's like you can just tell that the way that they move through life and that the way that they talk about certain like issues and things, it's yeah. like you're not like out here for all people. You're just out here for yourself, really. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think people have to realize is you can have, you know, whatever labels you choose to place on yourself, but at the end of the day, if you treat people like they are less than you mm-hmm. or below you, then, like, what are what do you really stand for? Totally. What do you really believe in? Yeah. Um, and it's truly unfair, because yeah. I see it all the time when I, like, frequent, you know, bars up here where it's, like, the Logan Square Worker Park... Humboldt community has is pretty diverse as far as queerness goes. Yeah. You can see tons of people who are along the spectrum. Yeah. And you can be comfortable. Yeah, I can't really see black people in those spaces mm-hmm. where they're treated as equals. I went to <laughs> once, like not to name drop, but I had already been in the bar scene for a minute and I at the time had been working at um, TAG. 
so like my I know a lot about spirits I know a lot mm-hmm. about like cocktails I know a lot about like just drinking in general mm-hmm. and this was only like a year and a half ago yeah and my boyfriend who comes along with me and all these things and he sits at home and he drinks with me and he's also very well versed in all of these things because of his experiences we go we sit down and there's a cocktail that's very like ambiguous and what it was about but it was basically an agua fresca cocktail mm-hmm. and so I was asking the bartender hey can you explain it to me and they were like, oh, well, agua fresca is, like, basically a fruit juice. And I was like, no, I I know what it is. <laughs> like, I fucking know. I'm Hispanic. And then my boyfriend had asked, like, oh, can I add a mezcal to that? And they were like, oh, well, you know, it's really smoky. Are you sure? And he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking sure. Like, yeah. That's, like, on the same level of, like, white service industry individuals asking, like, like assuming that black people want, like, a sweet wine. Exactly. Like, assuming that they want, like, a Moscato or with, like, like, breakfast, dinner, yeah. lunch, and dessert. Yeah. You know, like, that's, like, on the same, like, it's not okay. It's, like, don't, don't white-splain or mansplain to anyone, like, oh, it's pretty smoky. Like, Yeah, unless they specifically ask you. Yeah. Like, you have to realize that there are people yeah. from anywhere across the world. Totally. And you might not, just because they look a certain way, you can't sit there and, like, assume mm-hmm. that, like, oh, alright, you don't know what our fresco-style thing is because you're asking about this. Like, no, I fucking know, bitch. Like, I grew up on this. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Like, do please just explain the beverage. Yeah, just like, what's in it, though? You don't have to explain to me what an aqua fresca is, but what is in the aqua fresca? Like, like, what did you put in there? Yeah, so it's, like, super weird when you have these positions of, you know, service, power, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. and they can front and like be in the public and be like oh no like i stand for this i stand for this like Mm -hmm. inclusivity this and we're gonna try to change that and yet when it's right in your face Mm -hmm. do you do that yeah i think logan square is a perfect example for that Mm -hmm. and that's i don't go out in logan like i really i very rarely go out in logan people like when i meet people and i tell people like oh yeah i live in logan they're like, oh, where do you go out? Like, Logan's so cool. And I'm like, I honestly don't. Like, I don't. And there's this there's this phrase called, quote-unquote, Logan-style service. And yes. it's just garbage service. And it's so real. Across the board. And then, like, layer that with the low-key racism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how many fucking people of color bartenders are working at the more prevalent spaces in Logan Square? Don't worry. I'll wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I've seen a person of um, you Asian could, descent as yeah. American, and that's truly about Yeah, you could it. maybe name, like, two in, like, like, the, like, hot spots in Logan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all white men. And it's all white men or white women just giving garbage service. And I'm... Yeah. I, I mean, I was talking about this with some people about... I'm not going to name names, but you know that one spot in Humboldt that everyone loves going to because the food is so great and you can kind of spend a lot of money there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like... And you get garbage service. 
And everyone's like, oh, well, you don't go there for the service. You go there for the awesome food. I'm like, that is not what hospitality is. Like, you, it has to be both. Like, I'm not going to go somewhere and spend, like, you literally can go there and spend, like, easily $60 by yourself. Yeah. And I've done that before. Yeah. I'm not going to go somewhere and spend that much money and get garbage service. For what? Like, why? Like, it's entitlement at the end of the day. Exactly. It's like, oh, like, my spot is so hot, I don't have to give you good service because I know you'll be back. Like... It's like, no, actually, I fucking won't. Yeah. And I, I haven't been there... I haven't been there in, like, a year. Because I, I, I remember the last time I went there, I was, like, asking her for, like, a white... And there's only five... I was like, can you just, like, explain these for me? And she's like, well, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I just want you to like tell me what these are like, because they most of them are varietals that I hadn't yeah, had they before, have very or good blends solutions. with varietals that I hadn't had before. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, um, this is the last time I'm coming here because literally the same person has given me garbage service consistently throughout the last two years. Yeah. And I was like, how do you still have a job here? Because like, you've worked here since, like, the beginning? Like, no, no, thank you. It's entitlement. It is entitlement. It's like, you show up to a place, and you already know that the service is going to be bad, and they have a reputation for bad service, but their food is either decent or not as prevalent, mm-hmm. and they just, like, walk around, they greet you, get your order, don't come back, drop check. Mm-hmm. I've had situations where... You know, when, like, you split the bill or whatever and, like, you pay cash and then, like, you walk out and people are sometimes are, like, unaware of whatever that you go with, like, non-industry people. Mm-hmm. And they pay with card and they leave a tip based of, like, whatever was on their card. Mm-hmm. Not the full amount. Yeah. That happened once at a spot in Logan and was out waiting for a car and they were, like, no. they, like, chased after. I know where this is. No. Mm-hmm. And was like, what was wrong with the service? Yeah. Like, what? No. What? Oh, my God. You know, as, like, terrible as that is, like, situations like that can happen. And sometimes you have to, like, bite it and eat it. And it was a miscommunication. Yeah. And it is, like, so ended up going back and giving more because it was, like, okay, this was, like, on their end, you know, bad, sorry, our bad. But, like... You can't chase after your clients or your customers or your guests and be like, Yeah. What did I do wrong? No, that's <laughs> like, totally... What? Who does that? I mean, I've heard of people doing that on like a like $300 tab and they only yeah. tip 10%, which you're... Like, I still feel like is messed up. Like, if yeah. you're... I'm totally on the side if it's like an 8 plus party, fucking autograph that. Just autograph it. Autograph it. Like, like the, those I'm, tools are at your disposal. Like, I, I'm on the side, like, autograph 20%. If, it, if you're, like, doing a big party or an event, I, like, ugh, I don't understand why people do big events and they don't autograph anything. Yeah. It's, like, you should, that should be, in, when you're booking an event, that should be included yeah. in the contract. Like, period. Like, there's shitty people out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I've... We've all, like... We've all experienced We've it. all experienced it, yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that you have to, unfortunately, take as part of the job. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. On the flip side of that, you get 
people that tip 50% or yeah. tip 100% yeah. or, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of managers don't want to do autograd because they're like, well, what if they're, like, really nice people? And they play the whole devil's advocacy oh, thing. Yeah, no. And I cannot stand devil's advocate. That, like, shit. Nine times out of ten, it's... Nine times out of ten, like, they're going to look at the autograd and be like, that's fair. That's they're never going to go back. If yeah. they want to tip more, they can always tip more. Exactly. That's like... Yeah, you can always tip more on top of it. Like, yeah. that's fine. Um... But, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's pretty inappropriate to, like, chase after a guest when it's, like, two people. It's just, like, dude, seriously? Yeah. Really? You're coming after me? For what? For, For what? what? Calm down. All right, let's get into this first segment. I think it's a good time. Death meal. Seafood tower. I would... Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna load all the butter in because I can't have dairy and like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, lobster tails, oysters, like crab, all of it. Give mm. it, pass it. Let's go. Mm. And like a really nice vintage of Chateauneuf du Pape. Okay. Oh. That's okay. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a huge uh, seafood tower, not just like you know the average one, like double that. Yeah, like double that. Okay. I like that. Thanks. I like, I like that a lot. I resonated on it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about like my own demise. Yeah. Like, all right, last one. And all the butter. All the butter. Butter, butter affects you? Yeah. Okay. Miserably. Bummer. I know, it sucks. Yeah. So I would just sit there and like drench a bunch of lobster tails and like shrimp. Okay. And garlic butter. Yeah, I, I remember that from going to Lula with you. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about a person over a meal. A meal. Yeah. That's why I love doing what I do um, and being on the other side of it, too. Yeah. Also, I'm a tourist, and we're all about... Getting those nam-nams. Overindulgence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just have to eat well. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's... Like, if it's not a good meal... If it's not a good meal and it's just, like, whatever food, I'm just like, why am I eating this? Yeah. That's what I love about tourists. Yeah. Because I told you my dad's one. Yeah. And <laughs> he would do these, like, random, like, food excursions. Okay. When we were living in Tucson. And it would be, like, we would go to the south side of Tucson, which is, um, like, 20 minutes away from the border. Okay. And find somebody with, like, a random cart or, like, selling something out of their trunk and get, like, tamales or tacos or yeah. anything. Amazing. And it would either be, like, the best meal, or it was always the best meal, but it would either give you, like, extreme food poisoning, extreme diet. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like, one, one, <laughs> one or the other. Or it'd be, like, oh, my God, that was great. I hope I find them again. <laughs> like, this is amazing. But either way, that's, like, one of my <laughs> things. Is, it would give you extreme. It's, like... There's only there's only two ways to go about this. Yeah. I love it. If he knew where to find but it still a tastes good. good. Meal. Yeah, it still tastes good even though it it gives you food poisoning. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like it's, it's always amazing. Yeah, it's like risky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten out of ten. Like, I love that. It. I love that. <laughs> I um I went on a date. I didn't know it was a date. I thought we were just friends, but then it became a date as the night went on but yeah. we went to Suco. Okay. And I had been wanting to go there for a while and I was like, I just quit my job, like I have like enough money to like go to yeah, let's do it. 
like one place and I was like one of two places either that or another place and we decided on Suko and I'm so glad we did and it was it was so fucking good it oh. was like the best one of the best meals I've had like all year oh and God bless. uh the person I was with was like good call on this place I was like I know how to pick good places. <laughs> like, you want to have a good time coming to I'm a Taurus. Like, <laughs> we love eating food. I constant like I constantly joke that I have, I have these white heads that like constantly surround like my bottom like corners of my mouth. Yeah. And it's I joke around. It's because I'm a Taurus and I eat so much and I just like have constantly have food, <laughs> at, like the corners of my mouth. So like I constantly have white heads. We like stand. Const- for a good reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Constantly. Like, every day, like, I'll go in the bathroom and, like, pop these white heads. It's insane. Oh, my God. And I swear it's because I just eat so much food. <laughs> it's for good reasons. We stand. Yeah. <laughs> so, you grew up in Tucson, mm-hmm. which I think I told you, like, I've been there a couple times. So, what is it like in Tucson because um, you're like at the border so of course you have like a lot of yeah like Mexican and South Americans in general probably migrating up oh yeah it's like um I guess it's very retirement so it's like mm-hmm. a lot of old people yeah um where I grew up was like the retirement community area where like early 30s to like early 40s people had their kids and so it was really nice it was very comfortable mm-hmm. um, but there's also like you have like central Tucson which has like the majority of like the black population mm-hmm. um, and the east side and like the south side um, which has a lot of Hispanics um, so small it's so it's small. like the tiniest city yeah ever. you guys have like like three skyscraper like they're not even skyscrapers they're just like buildings yeah they're just like they're like i don't know like the 20 floors yeah (laughs) so it's really it's it's really interesting yeah it's cute it's quaint it was like a good time yeah um like the downtown tucson area now that i live in chicago it's so funny when i go back because i'm like all six blocks of this is where you can go to the clubs yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and I, but I love going home um, to, like, rejuvenate mm-hmm. because being in nature is so therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll go home, I'll hike, I'll just lay out in the sun. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, my recharge to yeah. be in the city. But I also go home and I'm like, please, no one from high school, look at me. Like, oh, stay away. Yeah. I don't want to talk about my life anymore. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, how is Chicago? Is it so much fun? Having, like, so much fun? Is it, like, a big city? Like, where do you live? Like, oh, my God, how is it? Yeah. And you're just, like, and they, I mean, I'm from the suburbs, and I I haven't been there in, like, six years because I don't have family that lives there anymore. Yeah. Thank God. But when... I would go back, even when I lived in Denver, and I would, like, go back to the suburbs. People would do, like, the same shit. Because, like, it, like, is mind-boggling to me that people just never leave. Yeah. People never leave. And they don't... So weird. They don't want to leave. And it's no. just, like... I think this is the part that fucks me up the most, is that they don't travel. Yeah. It's, like, you have a salary job. 
Yeah. And you have no will or desire to, like, see the outside world. Like, what? Yeah. Like, you're just stuck. Like, their vacations are, like, possibly Disney. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, uh, somewhere else in Arizona, like Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, in, like, or Mexico. Like or, the, yeah. Those are, like, the only three spots. And I'm, like, yeah. go see the go world. See, yeah. And, like, it's weird that they've all married each other in their early 20s mm-hmm. like honey when that side of return hits hmm, are you sure you're sure you're sure like how do you know like how what uh-huh. when I think of like high school couples that got married uh-huh. and I'm like that's the only that's person that the you only person like in my personal opinion you should you should sleep around. You need to have a hoe face. You need to you, sleep around. You, you just need to need to, ha- you need to have a hoe face. If you yeah. are listening to this and you've not had a hoe face yet in your life, please do it. Please do it. Get on Tinder, use condoms. Like and get tested. Yeah. <laughs> like honey. Do it right. Like like I know there's a lot of people that are just fucking awful yeah. people at being sluts and it's like Use condoms with everyone. Yeah. Unless you have that conversation about when the last time they were tested and who the fuck else that they're sleeping with. And always get tested. Always get tested. Like. Always. Yeah. Resources are at. Your fingertips. Honey. Get tested. Planned Parenthood. Yes. Holler. Holler at them. (laughs) Not sponsored, but should be. (laughs) But, like, people should have that. Yeah. It's, like. How do you know what you like? Yeah. How do you know what, like, you do well? Yeah. Unless you... What? Do you know what kinks you like? Like, everyone has their thing. Yeah. Like... And if you're too... If you're with somebody, there becomes, like, this... Comfortability level. Yeah, and you feel... If you change anything out of the norm sometimes, it could feel like a personal attack against them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you know unless you go out there? Exactly. And experience it and, like, yeah. And, like, they can have their own reserves about, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, go. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Totally. Throw up on a dick. Like, yeah. you might... Feel, you might like it. You might like it. <laughs> you might be like, wow, I did great. I'm going to take this one back. <laughs> store this one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've had multiple hoe phases throughout my life. They're important. Yeah. They're important. But you, you learn in... You grow so much from them. Yeah. <laughs> People are, like, probably going to listen to this, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I've had one after every single breakup, every single yeah. major one. Yeah. And Pretty much the same. Except when I was younger, like, 19 to 20, yeah, to 21, like, in my mind, I was so, um, like, brainwashed into monogamy. Mm. That I was like, oh, this is, like, the only way, even though I want to, like, I have, like, four people I want to sleep with on my roster. Yeah. Or I would meet people. So I would, like, start dating. And this was, like, I guess my quote-unquote fuckboy phase. Like, I would start dating someone for, like, two, three months. Yeah. And then, like, either meet someone or, like, fall into infatuation with someone and be like, well, I want to fuck this person now. So then I would break up with that person that I was dating for three months and then, like, just continue on and continue on. Yeah. And... Like, looking back at it now, I'm like, man, if I, like, would have, like, studied anything when it comes to, like, being open or even, not even if it was open, just, like, if someone told me, like, oh, no, like, just, like, be honest and, like, have a hoe phase, I'd be like, "Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I broke a couple hearts that way. Sorry. Mm, not sorry. <laughs> I feel you. I was... Why do people fall in love, like, when they're so young after, like, three months of dating someone? I don't know. I think it's, like, this... I feel like it's a try. Like, you're still in, like, a trial... Period. Period. For, sure. for, like, what would you say? Like, two, three months? Yeah. Because you don't know. You're like, still I'm not... on a front. Exactly. Like, exactly. Things you can change real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I was thinking about that, like, like over the last month, like, like I don't know who needs to hear this, but just because you want to fuck someone doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship with them. No. Like, you can... Go you, fuck. Yeah, you can go fuck them. Yeah. Like, there doesn't have to be... Like, and I've gotten, like, really good about, like, separating, like, sex and, like, love and, yeah. like from one another and that's not to say that like i don't care about the person i'm having sex with yeah or that i could possibly fall in love with them but like i feel like too many people take that lust and they're like yeah they're like lust is love it's like no no it is not same like intimacy is also not love like those are two separate things absolutely and intimacy during sex is like super duper important that's why it's like i'm a huge advocate for fucking on the first date because if you're not, like, what are you going to do, wait? Like, what if, the, what if, what if they're trash in bed? Yeah. What if they're not, like, what if the intimacy level that you're feeling when you go on a date isn't the same when you're, like, in bed with each other? Yeah, if you're like, feeling it in that moment, then go do yeah. it. Like, and go. If it's, and if it's not what you're looking for, then you can just be like, hey, that was fun and all, or maybe it wasn't that fun, but I'm not feeling it. Like, what if they, like, for me, I know my biggest, like, no is like when they sweat so hard that they like drip all over you oh so like what if that happens on the first time you're like oh mine is heavy breathing oh yeah (laughs) i'm like (laughs) (laughs) or like a really awkward cummy noise like a (laughs) (laughs) freaks me out i'm like no what if you have to live with that for the rest of your life and you don't know but on the other (laughs) side of the spectrum like I at least need some sort of noise. Like, True. there's too many people They're out like, here that, like, don't make a single noise. <laughs> I'm like, well, did you come? Like, how am, like, how am I, I going to know? And they're like, yeah, you just came. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, like, you stat their stoic like, face. Like, I can't, I can't feel any cum because obviously we're using condoms. And two, you made no sort of, like, change in your expression <laughs> when you just came. Like, how am I supposed to know? So those are things that you gotta know. Yeah. Before, like, you're Girls like, are so much easier. Like, we're so much more vocal. Like, yeah. like when I'm having sex with a girl, like, I, I know when. I know when we're good. I know when we're good. I know when we're in there. Uh, yeah. I know when I'm in that bitch. Yeah. Also, it's like, I'm, like, you know. Like, yeah. I, I have the, the, parts. the parts. And I know I how know they work. Your parts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like... Not saying we're all the same, no. but... <laughs> it's, it's easier. It's not like a whole Rubik's Cube. I feel like guys take it too, like, seriously, where they're like, I'm just gonna fucking, like, do, like, the DJ thing really fast and see how that oh, goes. Oh, I haven't <laughs> had that in a really long time. Oh, oh man. You neither think, but think. Oh. Oh. That's traumatizing. I did. One of the last people I hooked up with after my, like four plus a month of a dry spell he was like almost 40 he had a kid and he couldn't find my clit and he asked me where my he asked me where my clit was and i was like 
Honey. How, how do you have a kid and you can't find the clit and you're almost 40? You are 39 years old. Honey. No. No. Staring at you. Yeah. It's literally. Scary. He also almost didn't eat me out and I was like, no, you're Rude. Right. Yeah. He, he was like, oh, because you asked so nice. I was like, I shouldn't have to ask. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, you are literally just about to fuck me without eating me out, huh? And I didn't say that, but I was like, well, he was already going down on me at this point. I was like, how do you think it's going to happen? How do you think I'm going to be into this? Yeah, it's like, no, you're fucking, no, you gotta. Girls need a little love. Like, more than men, yeah. More than men. Men, well, also, if you, like, suck a guy's dick and then, like, you get ready to have sex, you're like, all right, well, that was great because now you're about to come in two seconds, so shouts out. We're going to have a great time now. Ugh, that was a lot of sex talk. I'm really glad we got there. <laughs> we did it. I was waiting for when this was going to happen. I mean, if anyone knows me, they know I have, like, a dirty mind. And oh. I'm, like, super, like, open and pot, like, about, like, my sex life. And Same. Yes, we got there. Let's get into this next segment. It's your guilty pleasure drink. Blackout Drunk Me loves a white Russian. Oh. Like, loves a white mm-hmm. Russian. I don't know why. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I I really like white Russians, too. That's probably on my, like, roster of, like, guilty pleasure drinks. Yeah. It's, like, something that is, like, mm, this is great. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. But, like... You never order it often, and also when you order it, if you're like completely of like right state of mind, you're like, mm, could you maybe possibly make a white Russian? <laughs> it's like, do you have cream back there? <laughs> <laughs> That's not expired. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I. I remember when I first started drinking like cocktails, and I wasn't just drinking at my friends' houses with yeah. like a handle of vodka. <laughs> and Ooh. chasing it with dollar Arizona. Honey. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Triggered. <laughs> oh. Just like a fucking handle of Spearnoff. We don't even need to talk no. about that. A skull. Skull back. Do you remember that shit? Yep. Mm. R.I.P. to the great. Oh, what was that other? Svedka. Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort and Coke was one. <laughs> And then, um... Do you remember, like, Parrot Bay rum? Oh, no! Do you remember that? Yes! It doesn't exist anymore. And I kind of, like, I kind of liked it. (laughs) So my first drink ever was, um, I had a girlfriend who was obsessed with, um, that 151 rum, pineapple Mm juice, that one song from Tech 9 Yeah. And so she had a friend of ours who was much older go get an older brother. We were like 14. Go get like an older brother to go buy us 151 and coconut Malibu. Ugh. And we mixed it. We didn't have any orange juice. We mixed it with orange Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember being like, this is awful. And she's like, yeah, drink it. It's so good. It's like, I hate this. (laughs) I remember throwing up the entire next day. Oh, yeah. Like what? Else? We would do like ninety nine bananas, oh. or ninety nine apples, and just like do shot after. Like I don't understand. 
understand how I survived. <laughs> like, because we would do like drinking games, yeah. like in like our friends' basements, just like, and we would just do shot after shot and chase it with dollar Arizonas. Woof, it was insane. But I I do remember like when I first like got into drinking cocktails, I was still underage, and I was like, I want white Russian, and we would go to. This, Oh, fuck, what was that place called? Underground Playground? Oh! Yeah. Do you remember that place? Yeah. Across the street from Aragon Ballroom? Uh-huh. We, I would go to Underground Playground because I knew someone that was their, like, booker. He was okay. the booker. And I, I would go in there almost, like, every weekend and... You're like, can you make me a white Russian? And the bartender eventually, like, finally got me cream because I would go there so often. She's like, I don't have cream. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just do a shot of vodka. I don't know. <laughs> oh, good times. Or underground, shots of vodka. Underground playground. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Dang. We survived a lot. Yeah. I totally forgot about that place until mm-hmm. I just told this story. Let's uh, talk about what it's like being a mom in this industry because I see a lot of you fucking crushing the mom game yeah. and working late hours and it's just so admirable especially for me who couldn't even wrap my, around, <laughs> my head around like having something other than my cat. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so interesting because I first and foremost would not be able to do what I do without my boyfriend. Mm. He's the amazing partner and yeah. filled in his dad role and does amazing. He has made that sacrifice to be like, you are going great and like you're going very far in your career very quickly. Yeah. I can take a step back and like be dad and like be there. Yeah. That's really awesome. Like, yeah. He like he likes you both enough to yeah. do that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, having a really good support system, which is not, I'm so, so fucking privileged because it's yeah. not easy at it's all. It's not like that for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm very fortunate and very privileged as well for my work community because like in the specific job that I'm in right now, they're always very supportive of like when the teachers went on strike this year, um, HR had shot to me and they were like, if there's anything we need to do, like, if you need days off or if you really? need any type of service, humanly possible, please let us know. Really? Yeah. They, in like, your current place? Mm-hmm. That's... They stepped in and... That... Okay, that makes me really happy. It was very, like, heartwarming to be like, oh, shit. But I had, um... I don't know if it's, like, technically my very first serving job. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant with him. Oh. And my... I remember, like fucking yesterday uh last day was a tuesday night closing shift um were you in you were in tucson at the time right no i went to maryland because my mom was living there oh okay i remember like i got pregnant when i was living in tucson i was like i can't do this without you i gotta i yeah. gotta move there you're like mom help. <laughs> yeah so grandma <laughs> it was a, a fucking famous days <laughs> okay and i was Nine months pregnant. My last day was a Tuesday night closing shift. The texting manager the next morning, and I said, I can't anymore. Like, I think I'm done. Yeah. And I said, all right, let me know when you have the baby. And then Thursday night, I went into labor. Oh, 
You, like, knew. Yeah. You're like, I can't be on my feet. Like, I literally can't do this. Yeah. Okay. And ever since, it's been, like, me and him rocking together, and I've grown a lot because of him, and, like, mm-hmm. it's pushed me a whole lot Yeah. to be like, all right, like, I can persevere, but... Yeah. I feel like when you have, like, another mouth to feed, you, like, kind of have to. You, like, kick into, like, another gear. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I think the toughest parts for me were holidays at first. Yeah. Because I did want to be with him, and, like, you know, you have to work, like, an Easter, or you have to work, like, mm. Christmas Eve or New Year's, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I'm so very, very lucky that he is so understanding of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's loved every single restaurant that I've worked at and wanted to be a part of it. I feel like no matter what, when, like, a kid comes into, like, a restaurant or a bar, like, a lot of people are like, free soda for this kid. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, we're just gonna, like, spoil you. Like, we're gonna become your, like, aunties and uncles, whether you like it or not. (laughs) And that's how he is. Like, we have, uh, Thursday nights, we have Lady Bar, which is, um... We only run with one bartender right now, but female bartender, female ball rec, and mm-hmm. female manager, me. Nice. Um, for a long time, it was that. And so part of, like, Lady Bar is we have all those jewels, and everybody does, like, euphoria-style makeup <laughs> with all the jewels and stuff. I and love so it. every time he comes in, he's like, I want jewels. Aww. And so he'll do, like, jewels around his face. Aww. And he'll be like... Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling nice tonight. I look nice great. Aww, so cute. he's always been a very integral part of my work. And yeah. I always want him to like be welcome and also being like a hospitality mom. I he like hangs out with me if I want a drink at the house or like he I teach him how to like make a cocktail or something. Yeah, and you're like oh. <laughs> Like, come make me an old-fashioned. I'll just <laughs> sit back, deliver. So when he's, like, 13, he can make mommy's happy juice at the holiday events. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just want to be, like, comfortable around it so that when yeah. he's, like, in college, he's not fucking pounding yeah. half of a goddamn handle like I was. Exactly. Like, what is this? Like, get rid of the stigma. Yeah. For sure. Like, it, like teach him the right ways instead of... Yeah. Yeah. Man, pounding vodka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> or like thinking that Rolling Rock was like fancy beer. Back in the I years. didn't I didn't drink beer until yeah. I was a late bloomer with beer because it's like, you know, it's an acquired taste and I was mm-hmm. just like, I I cannot stand this. Like I couldn't. I was like I, I mean like vodka's whatever, but like I'll just chase it, but like with beer I was like Mm-hmm. It took me a while. Yeah, we used to drink uh, Keystone Lights, mm. like, Monday through Friday. If we were, like, fancy, it'd be, like, a Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> or, like, those Bud Light Platinums. <laughs> and then the fancy boys would get, like, Rolling Rock. That's funny. Good times. I mean, when I moved to Colorado, we would eventually just get 30 packs of, um... Oh, Blue Ribbon. Oh, PBR. PBR. The Pibber. Yeah, we would do, yeah, we would do that. For what it is, and the price it is, it's fine. It's better than, like, Natty Ice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like water. It is. It's good for shotgunning, if you are still into that. Oh, yeah, we used to do it every summer. 
Yeah. Um, Every once in a while. Okay, let's get into this last segment. It's high thoughts. Oh, this is like a really frequent high thought. Um, like, I just wonder, like, is my pussy that good? <laughs> like, I think about that all the time. I do too. Like, <laughs> What are you like down there? <laughs> How does the world perceive you? <laughs> That's my high thought. <laughs> That's so funny. Because, like, I think about that, too, because I've had a total of three people I've, like, I don't, I haven't dated a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, slept with a lot of people. Same. But th- throughout, like, my life, I've had three people I've actually dated quit smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, I, I feel like my pussy is really good. And then, like, I, like, get told constantly, like, have you been in here? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I feel like people just love to say that just to fucking yeah. like, say it. But it's I'm like, like, are you gassing me up or is this real? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like it has to be real at this point. Like, right? Yeah. I'm going to take, like, the magic school bus and be like, what is the interior like? Yeah. <laughs> What are the living spaces? Yeah. I actually got into a conversation with someone I slept with over the summer, and I was like, I've, like, I've always been curious as to what it feels like. Like, what does, like, what does it feel like when, like, I'm coming, and it's like, your, like, muscles are flexing on my junk, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, they all don't feel the same, right? Like, because, like, all, like, penis sizes are different, and, like, I can, like, like, finger, like... Uh, someone with a vagina and like it's I feel like it's not the same it's not, you know what I mean yeah. like I've, I've always wanted to know what a little, like what it feels like for like a penis to be in a vagina yeah that's like <laughs> you know it's like it's an entry it's like fascinating yeah it's like, it's like what are you feeling because I'm feeling something completely different than what you're feeling yeah you know what I mean yeah um hashtag high thoughts hashtag high thoughts that's so funny. Yeah, we'll just end this with what change do you want to see in the world or this industry that we're in? Um, I want to see, like, more, like, honesty and kindness. Like, be real with yourself. Be real with others. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, just be nice to yeah. people. You never know how their day is going. Just, like, you know, we're in the hospitality industry, and I feel like niceness gets lost yeah in the like flair mm-hmm. of we're food capital now and people are gonna come eat so like treat them as a guest in your home yeah. at the end of the day be yeah. a nice person cause that's unless what's... they're being a dick unless like, they're being be a dick passive. Like, you can be a little passive like yeah. I mean obviously still be like nice but yeah. you, you can be a little passive just like you know crop dust them mm-hmm. on the way out yeah totally just like practice genuine kindness to yourself to others and honesty yeah it goes a long way alright well thank you for joining me this afternoon yeah it's been a pleasure I'll see you soon okay bye